morning, everybody. Welcome back, listeners. This is Todd Sylvester with another Belief Cast today, and I'm so grateful for the opportunity to interview Cole Thorpe. Welcome. Hey, thank you. Yeah, thanks for getting here early. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's bright and early. Yeah. Yeah, no, I really appreciate it. And uh, Cole's got an amazing story. He's been through a lot. Um, he's overcome an, an, an addiction, and he's doing some amazing things in his life right now. And I, I'm excited for our listeners to get to know you a little better and, and you know, kind of hear where you were and how you got to where you are today and, and doing good in the world. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So why don't you, let's start off, just tell us a little background, you know, where you grew up, a little bit about your family. and. Okay. Well, I grew up in Ogden, Utah. I uh, uh, just, from, you know, what I can see, just a normal, normal right. Utah family. Just, um, you know, my mom and dad, they've, they were great. And I got uh, two brothers and we just grew up playing sports and, and uh, you know, baseball was a big thing for all of us. But, um, you know, as a child, you know, growing, I didn't really, I didn't really notice any sort of, I didn't really have any traumatic experiences or anything right. like that. It just, I, I felt like I had just a, a normal childhood, just like everybody sure. else. And, 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 uh, you so know. you were involved with sports, you said? Yeah. Yeah. Well, what was. sports did you play? Uh, I played all of them, football, baseball, basketball, but I kind of. In high school, I quit playing basketball and just played football and baseball. Focused and then, on those, yeah. Yeah, focused on those and then went to uh, Phoenix Community College. Oh, Played okay. baseball down there for a little bit until right my first, about well, my second shoulder surgery. And then, okay. and then I kind of well, quit doing so, that. Well, so, and how many brothers and sisters did you say you had? Two brothers. Two, br- just two, two brothers. Just two brothers, gotcha. yeah. You, and you're the... I'm the oldest. Oldest. Yes, I'm the oldest. Right on. So I didn't get beat up very much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're a big guy. I, don't, I can see why you wouldn't. Um, so was that was that hard to be the oldest? Did you have a lot of expectation placed upon you? Um, being the oldest. I don't. I don't know that it was hard being the oldest. I mean, parents. I mean, I even see it with my kids. You know, you just as a parent, you don't really. There's no booklet on how to do this. Well, there's a ton of them actually, but it just gets confusing <laughs> after a while. Yeah. But um, no, I mean, I, I didn't feel a, a ton of pressure being the oldest. I just, um, you know, my parents are figuring out how to have a sure. a, a teenager and how to have, you know, uh, how, how things go. And so then, um, you know, we kind of work through things and then. Um, but no, I didn't, you know, I liked being the oldest. I, my youngest yeah. brother, he's 10 years younger than me. So it was kind of, oh, wow. yeah. So there's a big gap there. Almost like was, an uncle to him. Right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, taking <laughs> care of him and, sure. and my brother, uh, my middle brother, he's two years younger than me and me and him. I mean, we, we did everything together. You know, we, he was always around and we always, you know, we always hung out you know, growing oh, up good. kids. He was yeah. always tagging along and, and, uh, so, you know, been really close with with both of them I mean, family for me has been a huge gotcha uh they've just been a huge support system not just you know through my through my uh through my my addiction and, and right. you know and issues that i had but just throughout my life i mean life you in know, general yeah, yeah me and my brothers have always been super close and and you know it's just you know something i'm super grateful for you yeah know, having absolutely. both of them to kind of lean on you okay. know they I, I just kind of I'm kind of the I was kind of I'm kind of the black sheep they're 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 on it those two guys are they're doing great they're they're doing some great things in life so yeah 
Well, so are you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just in different well, ways. But I'm proud well, of them. Funny. I really am. Yeah, and I know you are, and I know what you mean. Yeah. Uh, you know, I uh, you know, I hear that term a lot, I'm the black sheep or whatever, you know. And really I think that's actually a blessing instead of a curse. I think a lot of times we say it because, you know, I was the one that was screwing up and I'm over here making, you know, doing bad things in my life. But in reality, if you look what you're doing now, had you not gone through all that, you wouldn't be doing what you are today, which is pretty remarkable. Oh yeah, absolutely. I don't, I mean, I don't beat myself up yeah, about it by sure. any means. I, <laughs> the way I look at it, I showed them what not to do. And so then after so, See, so I, did that, I did them a service. <laughs> yeah, good example. Yeah. Well, so let's talk about, uh, you know, when did you start uh, using and when did that kind of start to, you know, let's talk about that, how, how that all came about. Yeah. When I, so when I was in high school, I was, you know, as a sophomore, yeah, I was 16. Um, you know, one thing about my childhood that, that, that's interesting to me now is that I always felt, I always worried about things. I always had this, like, just this underlying, under, underlying worry that, I don't know, it was just an uneasiness inside of me, you know? Right. Um, and, uh, you know, I remember even just my mom was going to go to the store when I was like five thinking, you know, is she going to be okay by herself, you know, and, and just kind of yeah. had this, just this, just this nervousness about me in inside on the outside. I was always right. happy and calm and, you know, kind of put that mask even as a, even as a young oh, really? kid. Yeah. Um, did something happen that caused you to fear something? Did you see no some accident or I, I didn't. Through? And that, and that's actually super interesting. And we'll probably get into that here a little uh -huh. bit later. Cause when I, right. when I was going through, when I was in the depths of my, right. of my addiction and my depression, anxiety and all that, it, that was one thing that really bothered me was I don't, I don't have anything to blame this on. Right. You know, that's why I say, you know, a, as normal as a family can be, you know, yeah. I mean, we all have our issues and stuff, but yeah. you know, growing up, I just never had something that I can, mm. it was just there. Right. You know what I mean? Sure. Um, and when, and when you don't have something to blame your, your sadness or your anxiety or your depression on, then you start to feel what's wrong with me. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You just start to feel crazy. Like I just, then that was the conclusion I came to was, I must just be crazy. So, so you form this belief um, over time, obviously. Yeah. That something really was wrong. That you yeah. were crazy. Yeah. Wow. That I. Yeah. That I just. You know, I had no explanation or because when somebody asks you, and, and as a guy, you know, it's like, you know, you got to be tough or whatever, you know, right, and strong yeah. and all this kind of, <laughs> you know, all this crap. And so, um, yeah, over time, I had. I, I didn't have a good excuse or, or a way to justify the way that I felt. Right. I just felt that way. Okay. And when you, when, when I didn't have that, that, that scapegoat really, right. mm -hmm. you know, when I was finally honest with myself and just, and I didn't, cause I tried to blame it on all kinds of things, but sure. really at the end I, I could see that my justifications <laughs> weren't sufficient right. for the way that I was acting and feeling. Gotcha. And so um, you know, I'm not saying that I was, you know, nothing bad ever happened. Just, just, just couldn't pinpoint it. Yeah. I just couldn't, yeah. I just couldn't pin it down, you know? And so, and when I was a sophomore and I was, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm 16 
And, you know, that's when I had my first drink. Okay. Um, I learned, I learned, I learned that that feeling went away Mm. and I was like, Ooh, I like this. Yeah. You know, that, that nervousness, it's almost like a a noise that, that you, that you hear. And then when it all of a sudden turns off that relief kind of, you know, that background noise, you know, if you're in a room, it's fine. You're just like, Oh man, you know, you feel that kind of relief. I felt that the very first time that I drank. Wow. Were you, when you drank for the first time, were you, were you with friends or were you by yourself or? I was with friends. You were with friends. Yeah, I was with friends. Okay. Yeah, we, we kind of, you know, planned it out and all mm-hmm. this stuff. And, and at this point you're involved in sports still. You're, are you, are you just playing baseball and no, football at this I, point? I was playing football, baseball, and basketball. At, at, yeah. As a sophomore. As a sophomore, yeah. Okay. Where'd you go to high school? Weber High. Oh, right on. Yeah. 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 My cousins, uh, I'll live up there. They went to Bonneville. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 Back in the day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a while. Um, so, so you have this drink and, and you, you're like, wow, this, you know, at least for the moment took care of what I was feeling for since you were a young kid even. Yeah. 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 And so did you, do you remember saying, you know, I'm going to do this from this point forward or. You know, I never, no, I didn't have a, I didn't have this overwhelming, like, this is what I'm going to do forever. It was just kind of like, yeah, I really like that. I, yeah. Know, I mean, <laughs> you know, when are we going to do this again? You right. know, yeah. it wasn't, yeah. um, it wasn't something that I thought about, you know, a lot. It just, uh, and I was nervous and scared. Am I going to get caught? And I mean, you know, right. and all of these kind of things. But as soon as, as soon as that hit my system, all those worries just, yeah. they just went away. So did you have to hide it from your parents and all yeah, that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I did. I, I, and through high school I drank and, and I used drugs through high school really no more than, than my friends. I mean, probably even a little bit less than, than some of, some of my friends. Um, so it wasn't like a daily thing. No, I mean, point? no, not at this point. No. Uh, my junior year, I did a, quite a bit. And then, uh, uh, going into my senior year, I, you know, I didn't grow up, we didn't grow up in a, in a religious, with a religious background really mm-hmm. in my family. Right. Um, you know, my parents kind of just left that to us to, to figure out. Mm-hmm. Um, and so my senior year about how uh, the start of my senior year i start people started kind of inviting me a little bit more to to different um lds events and i went and, mm-hmm. and i started to like it and the closer i got to to god i i or or learned about him because i really didn't i mean I, we growing up we just we didn't yeah, you didn't talk about that kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah, we did. I mean, it wasn't ever shunned or anything right. like that. It just, just, wasn't, just a, wasn't a part of our lives, yeah. you know. And and the closer I, I got um, and learned more, the the more I felt, you know, I kind of just felt better inside. So I had kind of had that same effect of those that worry Yeah, started kind of going away, and I really liked it. Sure. You know, so I actually quit my senior year. I quit drinking and using drugs, and and um, and I got closer to to the LDS Church. Okay. Um, to the point where I even decided to go on a mission. Oh wow! Okay. So I went. Uh, I ended so up going on a mission. I went to to Monterey, Mexico. Okay. 
Yeah, and I was there two years, and it was it was great. How was that? Was that a so I mean, so you you decided to kind of you know go on this mission or whatever, mm-hmm. and you quit doing drugs and alcohol, and you clean up, right? Yeah. Yep. That feeling that you had about yourself that you were masking with this drinking and using start you know as a sophomore. Did that come back? Yes. Oh, it did. Okay. Big time. Even before your mission, you know, you clean up and you go on your mission. Yes. Are you still feeling nervous and anxious inside? Yeah, it, it did. And it and it just evolved. It just changed into, you know, I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to do good and I'm trying to you know a lot of people when they go on their missions around here know a lot about the church and mm-hmm. know a lot about you know the book of mormon and all these kind of things i didn't <laughs> so yeah. you know i i was the guy that was walking around like oh what do we do here what's you know <laughs> what's going on right. um and so as i'm you know trying to kind of develop this you know this spirituality i you know i i would catch myself you know when i would pray i would think oh man i, I didn't pray long enough I didn't ask for the right things or I didn't, you know, I had these, you know, I, I had these, these feelings like I'm not, I'm not doing enough. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not good enough. I'm not good enough. I'm not, you know, I need to be doing more. I need to be doing better. I need to be doing, you know, I need to be this. I need to be that. Um, well, I hear this a lot of people who, you know, in any religion that, you know, the reason why they're not getting a prayer answered or this or that is because they're not good enough. I, I'm not living the best I can and I should be doing this. And kind of sounds like that's what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would, you know, and, and then, and, and, you know, I want to be clear. I, I don't think that that's because of the faith that I was in or, no, you sure. know, it was, it was, yeah. Like I said, I it see was it just, yeah, it was yeah. my, it was my thinking to myself. Yeah. You know, and, and I had created this relationship with, with God to where, you know, just a fear based relationship, mm-hmm. you know, that I, 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 I held myself to a standard that was really impossible to reach. Right. And when I would fall short, you know, that really affected me. Yeah. And then you beat yourself up. Yeah, exactly. Gotcha. Exactly. So on my mission, you know, I, I had a great time. It was it was it was amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did have a lot of anxiety and and worry and self doubt gotcha. while I was there and I never expressed that to anybody because the way I was You had to was, show that you were yeah, strong. Yeah, on the yeah. outside <laughs> I had, yeah. you know, I had to be, you know, strong and confident and mm-hmm. on it but on the inside i wasn't yeah. you know I, I really wasn't and so i got home and you know things were good and and it was amazing to see my family and start life kind of started started rolling and mm-hmm. and um yeah i met a girl I met, who's now my wife um and her name is Let's Amanda. Give her a shout- <laughs> I knew that. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Got to give her a shout yep. out here. I met Amanda. <laughs> um, you know, and, and life kind of started, just started rolling. I went down to Arizona to play baseball. Okay. Um, ended up hurting my shoulder. I've had a few, I've had four shoulder surgeries now. Were you, but that was my were second you a pitcher? Or I was a catcher, catcher and then I'd come in and close. Gotcha. Um, 
So you have a couple shoulder surgeries. Yeah. Is that did that eventually end your baseball career because it did. of that? Yeah. It okay. Did. Yeah. I had one before I went down there, and then um, I had another one while I was there. Okay. Um, still, you know, at this point, you know, I'm not, I'm, I'm not, you know, using any drugs or, I mean, my prescriptions that I got from there, I didn't abuse them. I mean, I maybe used a few, a few painkillers, but you know, nothing was out of the ordinary, but that feeling just, I don't know. It just never, you know, it just never went away. And, and as life and responsibilities started to happen, you know, I got married I started a, a business. I started my own insurance agency. Okay. I had a kid all within, you know, a few years of each other. And uh, well, I started the business and had a kid like the same year. Okay. Um, <laughs> so you had a lot coming at you, it felt like. Yeah, yeah. And, and as that kind of evolved, you know, I just, I kind of decided to take a break from, from going to church and all that kind of stuff. And that that feeling just stayed and the responsibilities started to weigh a little heavier on me because up to this point i just had to worry about myself which was which was which was enough yeah that was enough for me (laughs) now you know i have a wife a kid i need to provide for them um and probably the first time that i actually you know my mental state actually affected my life on the outside was when i came home from Arizona I was going to college and I had this math class that I I didn't understand right. <laughs> really <laughs> and um, the teacher you know he he would ramble on and I would and I and I would, oh man I missed that I, what, what did he say and then as I'm saying this to myself I'm missing more things mm-hmm. and I remember um, the first time I was walking to that math class and I, in, inside of me, I just started to panic Really, and I got to the door and when I got to the door, I'm looking, I'm standing outside the door and I was such a mess. I just turned around and I went and I sat on a bench for really? the whole period. Um, that whole class. Wow. And I ended up failing that class. It was the first class that I ever failed in my life, mm-hmm. you know, and, you know, grades come out and, and, you know, my mom and dad saw this and they're like, Hey, like what's going on? Yeah. And I, and I, that's when I finally just told like, I can't, I can't, I can't do it. Like then I explained to him what was going on, you know, and, and once again, just keeping beforehand, keeping it all inside. Right. Um, and, uh, you know, I scaled back in school to where, cause it started to just branch out into other classes, even classes I liked yeah, like psychology. And so it's I went kind of taken over. Yeah. So like, yeah. I went to down to one class. It was like art history. I'm like, well, if I can't do, if I can't do this, then just, <laughs> you know, school's just not for me. Um, and I think I ended up getting a C and and it was a struggle to get that yeah and i just said i just can't so that's when i went and found a different route and i started my own insurance agency was because i i, I couldn't do school. Gonna go do my own thing yeah okay. i was like well this wasn't in the cards for me i'm gonna yeah. back back out now and go do something else yeah, <laughs> yeah right <laughs> so. so now you have your own business you're married you have a child yep um and what's your child's name this 
Peyton. Peyton. Yep. Okay. Yep. And do you only have one, or do you? Have I have two now. You have two now. Yes, I have two. I have a boy and a girl. Peyton's my my girl. She's my oldest, okay. and then I've got a a three year old boy, Easton. Oh, right on. Yeah. Very cool. So let's let's go from there. Like, what? When did things progress, and when did you get? That's what. Get, yeah, that's when things started to yeah. to pile up. Was and I. Uh, I remember. I well, I, I remember it like it was yesterday. I remember. I'd see this sign for Bud Light Lime mm-hmm. and I drive by it every day and I thought, hmm, well, I like, I like limes. Yeah. <laughs> and I like limes. Yeah. That's I like hilarious. Limes. And, uh, and I used to really <laughs> like beer. So, so, yeah. you know, maybe I ought to try this, you know, and, and I, and, and, you know, my, you know, my wife, she, she's never been, she's never really been, um, you know, into drinking or anything right. like that you know i mean she's she's amazingly responsible and and mm-hmm. and um so i kind of just i did that on my own and i hit it and i i i drank that one time then it then it kind of turned into you know my wife thought that i'd only drink i would only drink like let's say once a year or so right you know um but as this pressure in life and responsibilities started piling up i i didn't have the tools to deal with that very well and i didn't deal with it very well and and it would pile up on me and i would just look to escape from them really you know that that it just made that you know anxiety and that depression part just feel worse and so finally it was just so you know, here and there I started to drink, you know, by myself, you know, just to, at, you know, late at night, you know, um, yeah. it started off that way. Um, I was introduced to, I was introduced to pills. I was introduced to, to Oxycontin, um, you know, through a friend and that, you know, I, same effect, you know, I, I liked it. It made me feel good. Right. You know, I could, I could work on this and, and, and my, it just slowly just increased, increased, increased until finally I was doing either one of the two daily. Um, and, uh, it was mostly all at night and then it started to creep in during the day. So, I mean, as an insurance agent, I didn't have a boss really. So I could do whatever I wanted. Um, and I started spending less time in the office and more time, you know, going to the liquor store just to calm my nerves. Right. And, you know, and, and I thought that it was just straight anxiety, straight depression that was just really, you know, taking me down. And, um, I started never going to work. And once again, nobody really knew. I mean, my family, my wife, you know, we, it, I always had some sort of viable excuse yeah. as to why things were happening. Right. You know, they might have seemed odd, but I always, it was always, you know, somewhat believable. I was losing weight, but it was because of stress, because of work. And I know, but really what the, the truth was is that I, I would wake up at six o'clock in the morning and I'd be shaking because I hadn't had a drink yet, which I didn't know. I thought it was anxiety. Yeah, you thought it was just the anxiety, but it, really your body's going, hey, I need some alcohol. Exactly, gotcha. exactly. Yeah. And so, you know, our life started, you know, money stopped coming in, really. Uh, yeah. You know, it, 
That tends to happen when you don't go to work. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You know, and everyone's kind of like, man, like what's, what's going on? Yeah, yeah. What's going on? You know, I, you know, my wife, especially, you know, she, you know, bless her heart. She, you know, I hit it from her all the time, you know, and, 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 um, you know, that weighed on me just, it just felt like the the weight of the world was just sitting on me and I did not know what to do or how to deal with it. Um, so came to the point where I just, I just, I was just breaking. Right. Um, and I remember one day I remember thinking, ah, you should just kill yourself. Really? And I thought, Mm, I was like, man, I must be, I, I thought I, I must be crazy. Like, come on, man. Like you, you got yeah, this. Where's this yeah. thought coming yeah, from? Yeah. Like right. this is, this yeah. is, this is just, that's just craziness, yeah. you know? Um, and then it came the next day and then it came the next day mm. and then it came the next day. And each time that it came, I would entertain it just a little bit longer. Right. And I saw that progressed from being, the craziest thing I've ever said to myself to what was supposed to happen. Mm. And I fully had tricked myself into thinking that that's what needed to happen. Um, so that was uh, later on in, in the year, in 2012. And then I, I thought, you know, well, I'm going to, I'm going to get through the holidays and then that's when I'll do it. Um, so so I, you have made up your mind. This is what I'm doing. Yeah, yeah. This wow. is this is happening. This and it wasn't it wasn't that I was like, you know, should I? Should I not? It was just like, yeah, this is this is gonna happen. Yeah. Um, so I made it through Christmas and you know and and New Year's. I mean, they were painful. I mean, I wasn't present. Right. You know? I wasn't yeah, there for my family. I wasn't. Mm-hmm. You know, my, our life was just going down the toilet just cause I just, I was going to lose my insurance agency. I was going to, you know, all of these things. So, you know, January 3rd was when I decided, yeah, okay, this is, this is it. Um, so I went and got a pistol and I went to a park. Um, I loaded it and I, I was just so calm. I, I, that's what I remember. Really? I just remember being just so calm. And, you know, I put, you know, I, I put the pistol in my mouth and, and I still, I was just, because like I said, I mean, when you, when you're in that state, you are yeah. so far removed from reality. Yeah. You're not in your right mind. No, you know, you're not. Yeah. I wasn't anyways, right. I should say. Um, you know, the, I was, my thinking was so out of this world. Mm-hmm that I, so I, I, I put, I put it in my mouth. I pulled the trigger. It started to move and then it stopped. And when it stopped, I, so, I, so it didn't fire. No, I didn't go. I didn't pull it all the way, but oh. it moved. Oh, okay. It just moved a little bit. And I don't okay. know. I mean, I'm not, I'm not, I don't know what it was, but it just, right. it didn't go all the way. It, it didn't, you know, I was right. just doing it slow. Um, and so when, and then it stopped it, I, all of a sudden it's like, I woke up from a bad dream. 
and I and I'm looking at this gun like, whoa, yeah. what did I just about do? Mm-hmm. Now all of a sudden, I am shaking because I'm so scared. But it it was like waking up. I I was so delusional. Yeah. Two seconds prior to that. You know, and that's one thing that you know, I, I can't speak for everybody. I'm not a suicide specialist right i don't i don't know all the ins i'm not a therapist i don't know all the ins and outs but i do know that i don't even recognize the person prior to that trigger i don't even know who that was wow and that's one thing i try to tell people yeah who you know who have lost you know people is that is just to help them understand just how sick i was right you know well so so you have this moment in like it was almost like, kind of like you just came to yourself and went, mm-hmm. what am I doing here? Yeah. What's going on? This isn't me. Yeah. So walk us through that. So you have this moment and then. I call, of, I got on the phone I called my wife and I told her, I said, today was supposed to be the day that I was not going to be here anymore. Wow. I can she, imagine what, how yeah. her reaction was. Yeah. And I just, I told everybody to meet me at the house. Um, I told her to meet me at the house. She called my dad. Mm-hmm. I went home, um, and I just put the gun on the on the table. And he, wow. I waited for him, everybody to get there. And I just came out with everything. Just told everybody. So you just kind of needed that support. Hey guys, here's what's going on. I've been hiding this. I've been. Yeah. Here's yeah. where my head's been. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, and I and wow. I. So then I went through all sorts of. I mean, I lost my, I lost my insurance agency, you know, it's it's jobless. I mean, this, you know, this is my family and my wife, you know, I mean, they all kind of, they came to my, they came, they came and supported me. Mm -hmm. Um, and this is when I started my journey and I went, I went to therapists and psychologists. I took a psychoanalysis, like a 700 question psychoanalysis test, um, was diagnosed with serious, severe depression, severe anxiety, suicidal right. ideation, um, and just a bunch of other stuff. <laughs> and yeah. uh, and he told me, and, and you might be an alcoholic. <laughs> might? Yeah. 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 And I was like, nah, dude, I'm not. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> no, nah. what are you talking about? You know? Um, so we tried, the, we tried a lot of psychoanalysis. We tried mm-hmm. the, the drugs. We tried you know, for a few months after that, yeah. you know, and it was just, it was just terrible. I mean, I got a job, you know, I got a job installing fireplaces with my brother-in-law and, okay. and my wife's cousin. And, you know, it was just trying to figure out me yeah. and I just felt crazy. Still, just, still having that belief that so something's I, wrong. Yeah. So I didn't know, I didn't feel, so I'd quit drinking and everything that at this point, um, I knew I didn't want to kill myself. But I want—I just wanted to be a normal functioning member of society. Yeah, really. Right. All. I mean, that was my goal. I mean, <laughs> right. you yeah. know, um, and and I just and I just couldn't. You know, some drugs would 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 flatten me out. Yeah. Other drugs, I would be. You know, you know, prescription drugs. You know, uh, depression, anxiety drugs. I would be off the wall and yeah. just couldn't stop. You know, I just felt. I mean, I felt horrible i felt worse then than i did before i wanted to kill yeah. myself wow. I, I really felt hmm. because what i didn't realize is i'd taken my medicine away from me right which was the drugs and alcohol right 
Um, that's what I had known and that's what I had used to cope with pretty much everything. Now add s- emotional swings due to, True. you know, pharmaceutical, you know, depression and anxiety drugs, yeah. add that in, take away what I had been used to. And I just was, I was inside myself. I was just a mess. Yeah. Um, so one day I thought, you know what? I'm sick of this. I know exactly how to make myself better. So I just went and I started drinking again. I was hiding it again. Um, yeah, it calmed me down, you know. Uh, but it just went right back to just full blown. Yeah. Couldn't stop once I started. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, finally my brother-in-law found a bottle in my work trailer and called my wife and and uh that's when she called my dad and said you gotta go get your son so i was off work that day my dad came around the corner and uh i knew i was i knew i was in trouble you knew like, oh, <laughs> yeah one. yeah dad's here uh, you know and yeah. and and uh we you know, me and me and my wife separated um and we went looked into treatment centers found a treatment center got in um, really quick, just, this was probably on a Friday. So was right. I think I was in, you know, that was, um, that was May 16th, 2013. Okay. Um, and that was the last day that I, that I had a drink or a drug or any mind altering substance. Been clean since then. Been clean ever since then. That's yeah. awesome. Well, um, that, wow. I mean, I, you know, I'm, I'm feeling emotional over here as you're telling me this amazing story. Um, amazing in the sense that uh i mean i think back when you you were getting ready to end your life and how that didn't happen mm-hmm. i mean i just it's just amazing um that it didn't happen yeah. <laughs> you know what i mean yeah. yeah um but then so you go so you go to treatment you get help um you've been clean since what is that five years yeah yeah five over years, five years. Yeah. um let's 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 kind of segue just a little bit into Let's let our listeners now know what what are you doing now? I mean, I know you're doing some great things. Um, yeah, you've got this expo coming up on Saturday called uh, We Are One Recovery. Is yeah, that how you say that. Yeah, yep. yeah, We Are One Recovery. Yeah, yeah. which I'm involved. Yes, <laughs> I'm excited. You will be there. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be there. So I feel very feel very blessed and fortunate to be a part of that. So I I want to thank you personally um, for for allowing me to be there. But uh, why don't you tell our listeners what does a day in a life look? now uh for you and then you know let's let them know all the good things you're doing now yeah no i mean you know getting getting that going to treatment and and out now learning tools to to help me you know in those you know in those times when i do feel that you know that right that that anxiety or those or that depression or what whatever it is i don't even know what it is it's just a terrible feeling uh-huh. um it just i remember i remember feeling for the first time when i was in treatment and that's a big long story we won't get into it right now but i remember feeling calm for the first time right and i'm not saying like this over like i was overcome with right just you know feelings of peace and i mean it was just and i got a small glimpse of it and i thought man i i if i could live like that you know that's what i want that's what i want yeah um so to me today the most important thing for me is just to do everything that i can to maintain some level of of calmness 
Sure. Now life happens. You know, yeah. I get stressed at work or I get, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, all, all of these kind of different things. Yeah. Um, and, but the biggest thing is, is, is for me is, is checking in with myself right and and being dedicated to to my recovery because i mean today I, I don't i mean i don't think about drugs and alcohol every second right you know i don't i don't think about it daily mm-hmm. you know go weeks without thinking about it yeah but for me it's less about using drugs and alcohol and more about what's going on inside of me yeah for sure I love and that. paying attention to that and yeah. being and being aware of that and i and and i don't do this every day i don't meditate every day i don't pray every day i try to yeah. But I, you know, things You're consistent happen. with it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Things happen. Sure. But one thing that I do every day is I try to do at least one thing recovery related every single day. Love that. And it just at least one thing, because I was told if you're not, if you're not working on recovery, you're working on a relapse. Mm-hmm. There's no right. middle ground here. Um, and I, I took that to heart, you know, yeah. so I just try every single That's day awesome. to do something, whether it is. You know, just just get in touch with the power greater than myself and build that relationship, or listen to a podcast, or listen to, or yeah. work on my work on, you know, some steps. Sure. You know, or yeah. or um, talk to another alcoholic or addict, or try to find somebody to help. Whatever it is, at least at least one of those things. I love that. Um, every single day. Yeah. To to make sure that I'm not working on a relapse. Yeah. Basically. Well, what I love about that, uh, Cole, is that. Uh, what what you're basically saying is you're getting out of your own self and you're you're reaching out and helping someone else, mm-hmm. even though it's helping you at the same time. Yeah, you know, doing those things. But one one key word that you said a minute ago is you're you're dedicated to your recovery. I think that is the key, because it's easy to say, yeah, okay, yeah, I'm I, I know what I'm doing. I'm fu- I'm good. I'm fine. And then you just kind of forget the things that got you where you're at. Mm-hmm. So I love that you said that because I think for our listeners, especially those that might be struggling with, with an addiction, if if you want to if you want to overcome this, you have to be dedicated to being clean. I mean, yeah. End of the day. Yep. Right. Yep. If you're if you're riding that fence, you're 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 gonna you're gonna fall. And I and I felt that from you know like I said, I quit drinking and 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 using drugs. Right. Um, once, you know, after my suicide, you would think. Hey, like this should wake you up, yeah, you know? Right. Um, but to be honest, I kept it in my back pocket. I, yeah. I kept that thought right in my back pocket. It's like, yeah, once I, you know, once I figure this mental thing out, yeah, yeah, maybe I can have a drink later. It's kind of like a plan B. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Like I always, I never shut the door on it completely right. and dedicated myself to, to, to getting myself better until... I went into treatment at that time, you know, and I had an amazing group of, of just, you know, ca- a counselor that finally got, I, you know, I connected with and didn't let me Good. get away with stupid crap. Right. Um, yeah, 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 I know he did. And yeah, it was, that's great. you know, cause all the other guys that I was talking to weren't addiction specialists or, right. or even really knew a whole bunch of lot. So I just, I lied all the way through it. Yeah. You know, yeah, I'm fine and everything's good. Yeah. yeah. And I tried to blame my wife. I tried to blame my situation. Right. You know, I tried to blame anything that I could. But, uh, you know, like we talked about at the very beginning, I knew inside myself that it was just my justifications were not right sufficient. Yep. Absolutely. And I had no idea why I was acting the way that I acted or did the things that I did. Sure. Yeah. Wow. 
Well, so we you have this expo coming up, and you've yeah. created this. Uh, is it a organization called We Are One Recovery? Yeah. So my wife, she's you know she's amazing. She's the one that started. She had this vision. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm a little more. Let's just. I just want to kind of live my life easy, <laughs> easy going. Yeah. You know, she's um, like, I got she, big plans. Yeah, she <laughs> does. No, she does. And and and, and I mean, she's. She just wants to help people. Sure, she really does. So yeah. she started this uh, this this nonprofit. It's We Are One Recovery, um, and she wanted to hold an expo where we brought in all of the resources that we possibly could in you know in northern Utah, Weber and Davis County, bring them into one one place and provide. Because when I went through, when we were looking for treatment centers and different things, mm-hmm. we Googled some in the area and like two popped up. Now that was five years ago. Five years f- have since that's gone on. A lot of recovery centers, a lot of resources actually have cropped up just in these last five oh, years. Yeah. Tons of them. And yeah, now you get a thousand pulling up when you exactly, exactly, <laughs> right? which is super interesting to me. You yeah. know that that yeah. two in my area popped right. up on Google. Yeah. Wow. And you know, and there's just now there's so many resources mm-hmm. for people. You know, and we wanted to, you know, Amanda wanted to bring um, all those resources into one place. And, you know, people that are struggling with mental health, suicide, addiction, you know, they, you know, we could all, they could all come there. Or if you have family members that are struggling, that they could come there and see what's available, see how, you know, how, you know, what type of help is, is out there. Um, It's a free event. We don't want to, you know, we don't want to charge anybody anything to come. We've got some amazing speakers like yourself. Well, um, thank you. I, I paid him to say that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, we we just we just wanted yeah. to host a, a a quality event to where people feel comfortable coming and 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 seeing, you know, how they can how right. they, how they can better their lives, whether it is. Like I said, no matter what it is, men, all, mental health, suicide, addiction, all of yeah. these things, we want we want to bring that to people and, and awesome. have it available to them. And you know, my wife along the way, you know, she, you know, I don't know how much help I've been, but <laughs> but uh, you know, Valerie, well, you think about it, which is cool. Um, obviously, because of your struggles and things you've been through, that's why she's doing it. Ultimately, yeah. I mean, that's what sparked this inspiration for her. So you had a huge part in this, even just in that, and and just looking from the outside in, you know. Yeah, so, no, we which wouldn't. Is, yeah, we wouldn't be down this path for yeah. sure. <laughs> yeah. But no, it's, it's been really cool to see how people, you know, we the, our board of directors kind of came together, right? Um, and really that that board, um, you know, my wife and 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 um, and that board of directors is really just made this thing happen i yeah. mean they've they've done a fantastic That's job awesome. you know so let's uh let them know let let our listeners know uh, where it's at the times and you know if they want to get more information on this uh, uh expo how would they how would they do that uh yeah so it's um saturday the 29th so next saturday at the golden spike event center um which is uh weber county fairgrounds Okay. Um, but if you, if you Google golden spike event center, it, it pops up really easy. Um, it's going to be from 10 to four. We're going to have, uh, speakers all throughout the day, mm-hmm. um, from start to finish. 
And on the other side of the event center, we have booths, we have treatment centers, we have right. um, we have resources and different res- um, things that are available for people. We have some fun things. We have a few um, partners uh, that are from the community um, that just support addiction, um, like Gold's Gym, and you know different different things like that that kind of just that that want to offer support and help Very you cool. know, to to bettering people's lives. And we wanted to. Though there, all these booths, there's a lot of different modalities and different things to right. hopefully accommodate to as many people as possible. Very cool. Um, and so that will be on that'll be on the other side. So you can come and listen to speakers. Yeah. Come over and, and, and chat with with our with the people there at our booths, um, and just see you know what's out there for you. Yeah. Um, but and like I said, it is a, it's a free event to the public, so anybody sure just come walk in and yeah. And I know you you know out. they can look you up on Facebook. Also, you have a Facebook, web, Instagram. Website. Yeah, we are one recovery, and then yeah, our website we are one recovery dot com. Very cool. Um, yeah, look us up. You can. Yeah, it's going to be an amazing event, and I'm so cool. It's so cool that you guys are doing this. Um, because I think the more awareness that uh, is out there, you know, just gives people an avenue to feel like there's support. Yeah, you know, especially you know for people who have, are going through the similar situations you've been through with the just suffering internally, probably you know wondering, you know, I, I don't dare say anything or I don't know if there's help out there. So I, I think it's great that you guys are doing this to you know hopefully reach those people or family members who are struggling in this area. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's uh, we just coming from somebody that internalizes everything and just <laughs> wants everything to stay inside of me. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I just can't, I can't express how helpful it's been to myself to just open up yeah. and, and finally, you know, let people in, Yeah, you know, and, Love and, it. and in doing this, this recovery, you know, hopefully, you know, we have some people come out and they, they, they open their heart a little bit and they, and they yeah. let, they let us in, yeah. they let our speakers in, they let, you know, just to hopefully you know, change some lives really. Very cool. That's what we want to do. Very cool. Well, um, so I, I asked you to come, you know, maybe give our listeners a challenge, mm-hmm. you know, and so if you could share that with us, what, what would that be? So my, my challenge, and it's, you know, this, this goes to, to anybody who's trying to make a change in their life. Okay. Okay. Um, not just an addict or an alcoholic. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we all making changes in our life is hard and you do have to be dedicated to it. Yeah, for sure. You know, and I think the principle of, of, of you're either working on recovery or working on a relapse actually applies to a lot of different things that we're trying to change in our lives right not just not just addiction so um my my challenge um to our listeners would be for a week you know find i think i think we all if we really are honest with ourselves know what we want to change about (laughs) our lives oh yeah we know (laughs) yeah i don't think it's like oh what would i like to change you know and it just I, i deep down we already know right you know yeah. Looking, you know, tap into that and and do something, at least one thing every day for seven days to make that change. Yeah. Big or small. Right. Uh, there goes the music. Well, all Let right. Go. Sorry. <laughs> We're still going, folks. Okay. No, so big, big or small, 
Um, it doesn't have to, you don't have to change in one day. Right. You know, I love progress over perfection. I love that. Yeah. So just whether it's big or small, I challenge you to do one thing every single day to get you closer to that change. Right. Um, love it for for the next seven days. I love it. That's great. That's a great challenge. And and you're right. It does apply to just all of us. It doesn't matter if you're, you know, struggling with an addiction or not. It's it's just change in general. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what's cool is if you you know if you start seeing results in that seven days, continue with it. Yeah. You know, keep moving it forward. That's a great challenge. Um, one more thing is if people want to reach out to you, Cole, and want to get to know you or have a question for you specifically, is there a way they could do that? Oh, yeah. Um, well, I'm on Facebook, <laughs> Instagram. <laughs> um, Cole Thorpe. Yep, Cole yep. Thorpe. That's that's me. Um, I'm the I'm the. He's the a good-looking tall, guy. Tall, bald-headed guy. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I say. Um, but no, I mean, reach out. I, you know, I'd love to. I love talking to people. I mean, if you're, if yeah, if you're struggling, if you're, or if mm-hmm. you know, you want to say hi, yeah, reach yeah. out to me. I'm, I'm not a public figure. I'm not, you know, I'm not, I'm not writing books or anything like that. You know, I'm. You not, will be. Uh, I'm not, you know, this, this, this type at the moment. Um, you know, but. Uh, yeah, if, if there is somebody out there, you know, reach out or, or email we are one recovery. Yeah. I mean, that goes right okay. to my wife. I right can, on. you know, I can, yeah. I can get those and come um, see you on Saturday. Too. Yeah. Come and see come, me on Saturday. I'll yeah. be out there. Absolutely. We'll be rocking and rolling. Me and you will be hanging out. Uh, I'll absolutely. be hanging out with the speakers all day. So very cool. Um, come out and say hi. And you know, we'd okay. love to love to see you out there. Well, I'm excited for it on Saturday. And I, uh, I, I want to thank you so much, Cole, for spending your early morning with me yeah. today. And, uh, <laughs> I'm excited for the listeners to get to know you and then hopefully we can spread some, you know, some awareness and do a little bit of marketing to get people there on Saturday with this podcast. And, uh, um, I, I just want you to know that I really admire the way you live your life and that how good you're doing and that you're dedicated to being better. It's truly is inspiring. So thank you for sharing that with us today. Well, thanks Todd. I appreciate you having me, man. I really do. You betcha. Awesome. All right, listeners, there you go. Another amazing podcast with another amazing person. I, I, I feel so blessed I get to do this. <clears throat> it chokes me up. But uh, um, if you would, uh, listeners, again, you know, follow us on iTunes and write a review because the more reviews we get, the more awareness that gets out on this and uh, the more uh, people uh, Cole's life can touch. And we thank you so much. Have a good one. Thanks, guys.